Hello and welcome to Align Your Mind. My name is Chelsea Tanner. I'm a flutist and a mindset coach for musicians who want to succeed in their careers and also enjoy their lives. Today I'm going to be talking about self-sabotage and this has come up on my mind because I took an audition last month and I kind of wanted to share my experience with you all because I think having this perspective of being a mindset coach and having not been a mindset coach and taken auditions, I learned a lot and I think self-sabotage is something we do, but we haven't really named it and we don't know why we do it. So I'm here to tell you all of those things. So let's get started. I took two auditions in 2022 and I learned a lot about myself throughout both of these experiences, but I was also able to reflect on the previous 19 that I had taken, um, and that was before I knew anything about thought work or coaching or any of that. And I noticed that there would be about a point, in hindsight, like two weeks before the audition, maybe a week before the audition, somewhere in there, when I would like got sort of comfortable with how I was playing, thought it might be enough, but I was sort of avoiding the topic of really believing that in my mind fully or pushing through and getting even better with my excerpts. And I just didn't know why this sort of stagnation was happening. And I'd sort of think, well, this is as good as it's going to get, which I don't think is an, an amazing thought if you want to take more action and you really want to see the audition through. And the thing that I used to think, and I saw myself think actually in this past audition was, I don't even care how this goes anymore. Yeah. That thought, I don't even care how this goes anymore, is self-sabotage in a sentence. Because you probably do care how it goes, or you wouldn't be doing it. But think about what that sentence gives you. It gives you an out. You get to not practice a little bit. Because it's uncomfortable to say, I'm going to throw myself in this all the way through. I'm going to do it. I'm going to see it all the way through and do my best. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. And whenever you think this thought, I don't even care how it goes anymore. You're focusing on the outcome of the audition and not the performance itself. So I experienced this just a few weeks ago in my own mind. And I took an audition, and the first day, I had like kind of a really bad day the day before. Not a playing day, but just life in general day. And I was just really thinking, you know what? I have one job. I'm doing one thing. I am performing how I know I can. And that's all I was doing. I wasn't thinking, oh, I need to advance. I wasn't thinking about any of that at all. I just went in and thought about exactly what I knew how to do. I followed my plan, and I have to say, one of the best rounds I've ever played. It was, I felt so certain in how I played and how it went, and they advanced me, and it was amazing. And I felt elated, honestly. I was so excited, and then 
I started thinking, oh my gosh, what if I make the finals? Like, what if I win this job? I got really caught up in what that would mean about me and how much validation that would give me and how much pride I would feel if that happened and like all this extra stuff that I can still think regardless of whether they advance me but I was just really distracted by that and I ended up not playing well in the semifinal round and I'm to a point where I know whether I'm going to advance or not especially in bigger auditions because I know what it takes now I feel like I have a very firm grasp on that so that was good to just know but I didn't advance to the finals and that was the difference I was so focused on the outcome and not the performance and if I'm focused on the performance it always goes so much better and if I'm focused on the outcome I get distracted And this is why I always advise people to set goals that aren't based on outcomes that someone else decides. So an audition is something someone else decides and controls, like if you make the finals or not. But rather focusing on what you can control, right? Because I couldn't control whether I got to the finals or not. What I could control was what I was doing with my my round what I played and if your focus is on the outcome your mental headspace is not optimal to play your best so this is what I've found to be true especially for myself but I've also literally in hindsight now right in some previous audition I was in the final round and literally fell to pieces because I was thinking I could win the job after this I wasn't thinking about, you know, I wasn't in it. I was thinking about it and what it would mean. And anytime we go into that sort of thinking, it isn't bad. But I think actually practicing snapping back into, I'm here. I'm right here. I'm playing this is always so beneficial. So actually practicing that in mock auditions, psych yourself up, pretend it's the final round. Um, it's, so, it's one thing to do mock auditions, but it's another to do mock auditions really knowing what's going to trip me up, what happened last time that did trip me up, really being reflective about that. So where does self-sabotage come from? I think it's important to look at our own beliefs when we, th- when we think about this, right? Because Do you believe that it's possible for you to win the audition that you're taking? I think it's really important to check in about that. And do you believe that you can play an amazing audition that you're incredibly proud of? If the answer is no, this is part of self-sabotage. Believing you can't do something and then putting everything you have into it is a recipe for cognitive dissonance, right? Get really honest with yourself. If you think that you can't win the audition you're going to take, 
either take it and try try to change your belief along the way by empowering yourself by talking to yourself and and building confidence talking to yourself in a positive way or at least a neutral way right so you're really sort of equipping yourself with confidence to go in and play your best or maybe don't take the audition and I used to think like oh like what it like why do I have to think that I can do this in order to do it well if you think you can't do it it's very easy to what I do what I call micro quitting right it's little moments where you bail on yourself in the practice room or you don't go deep enough into your practice or something like that and if you put yourself down constantly to try to motivate yourself to get better this also leads to self-sabotage how well thoughts that you think a lot of times become beliefs They become beliefs because the more you think something, the easier it is for your brain to think it again and again, and it becomes automatic. That's subconscious beliefs, right? And it's easy for your brain to kind of go back to that. So if you've motivated yourself from a negative place for a really long time, and you're trying to all of a sudden encourage yourself, it's going to feel really different and difficult because your habit, your subconscious habit is different. We're creatures of habit. And this goes for thoughts as much as it goes for <laughs> practice habits. Trying to think something new is literally creating a new thought habit. It takes diligence, but the payoff is huge. Because if you're constantly shaming yourself into trying to become a better person or a better musician, you won't stop doing that once your external circumstances change. Like once you win a job or a competition, you'll think what you've been practicing, right? So this is where imposter syndrome comes in. If you've put yourself down for years and years to try to get better and you finally win that job, and all of a sudden you think you're a fraud and you don't know why you don't have confidence, well, it's because you've been putting yourself down for years. So really think about that. If you want to enjoy your life, that's what I mean when I say help musicians enjoy their lives. Once they have the things they want, that can be hard because negative motivation is even taught by teachers sometimes. So this isn't coming from you don't be ashamed of yourself if you do use negative motivation just know that there's another way and it doesn't mean anything about you whether you do it or you don't do it so just really becoming aware of your self-talk is huge this is why negative self-talk is something to be aware of and to change because it will make your accomplishments turn into imposter syndrome nightmares (laughs) right negative motivation may get you to your goal but you won't enjoy it once you get there because your brain is still telling you you're not good enough that's literally the logistics of it there is no like inherent worth value scale that's invisible and the universe somehow decides like that's nonsense 
you're always good enough, your brain might tell you you're not. And that has a function because it has motivated you for so long. And that's hard to let go of sometimes. But if you want to stop self-sabotaging, it's crucial. And self-sabotage is tricky. Another form I see it taking during auditions is we sometimes talk ourselves out of putting in everything we have into the audition because we fear that it still won't be enough. Like, what if I put my all into this and it still isn't enough, right? That thought feels heavy, right? I, I want to speak to this because I think this distinction is really important. And I totally understand this fear because I've had it myself. When we think, what if I do everything I can and it still isn't enough? This is translating into our brain as, I'm not enough. The fact that someone didn't choose you is just like a fact, right? If you get rejected from something, that doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't actually mean you're not good enough. It means like, oh, they didn't choose you. You may feel disappointed about that, but the reason we think that this would feel so bad is because we're making it mean that we're not good enough as musicians and sometimes that we're not good enough as people, right? If we kind of tie our worth to our playing, which I know a lot of people do, sometimes we make it mean that all of our work has been for nothing. I mean, I'm super guilty of that, right? These extra thoughts though, that our brain just kind of automatically thinks and we assume aren't true. That's not what the panel decided. The panel didn't decide you're not good enough as a musician. They just said like, we want someone else and that's okay. They didn't say you should probably give up and start thinking of a new career, right? And even if someone does say that, that doesn't mean that it's true, right? So our brains take this potential circumstance of the panel rejecting us and it raises the stakes. And why does it do that, right? So it's not just that they didn't pick us, but now it it means that I'm not good enough. And that one thought can send us into a spiral and make us question our career paths, our schooling, and even have us resenting the entire process. But why do our brains do this? Because rejection to our brains equals death, literally. Thousands of years ago, we lived in groups. Our survival depended on being in the group. Our minds and bodies evolved to make it imperative to stay in the group and get in the group. Rejection feels so bad because our body and mind kick into survival mode. They, our, our body literally thinks it's going to die, right? So does our brain. And if you can say that you didn't do your best, really, that you could have done more, even just to yourself, You don't risk that emotional rejection quite as much. And that's why we self-sabotage too. We think that we'll feel a little bit better if we know we didn't do our best. 
that's hard to admit. You don't have to admit it to anybody else. But really admitting that to yourself, that's, that's powerful. Now, what do we do? If you're able to build a relationship with yourself and with your playing that is so strong that you know that you will love yourself and your playing no matter what rejection you face, this is when things get better. This is where you, you're willing to be rejected to further your career. You're willing to feel disappointed on behalf of showing up as your best self. Right? So if I'm willing to feel rejection and disappointment because I believe in myself and I know it doesn't mean anything about me, then that rejection and disappointment, that doesn't feel quite as bad because I've already decided that I'm good enough, that I belong there. And if they didn't pick me, then that's not my decision. And they could still like me. That doesn't, doesn't mean anything about me. And what hurts more than getting rejected is making it mean that you aren't good enough. So decide that you won't make it mean anything about yourself before you take the audition or put in XYZ risk, emotional risk here, right? Decide how you're going to treat yourself afterward, that you're not going to beat yourself up, that you're not going to make it mean anything about you. You can be good enough to win an audition and not win an audition. Really sit with that. If you put all of the best flutists in the world into an audition, top 10, whatever, pick your top 10, and you had them audition against each other for something or compete, one could win. Does that mean the others aren't good enough? No. It means one, one. So, as you go through this, keep that in mind. Leave space between the panel's decision and your worth as a musician, okay? Do not conflate the two because they are not the same. And do not wait until a panel decides something to decide how you're going to treat yourself. Don't let them choose. You have control over that. And encourage yourself. Console yourself when you feel disappointed. If you have that skill, you won't self-sabotage. If you have any questions or want to get in touch and tell me about any times that you feel like you've self-sabotaged or just want to chat about coaching, click the link in the show notes to get in touch. I'd love to hear from you and I hope you have a wonderful week. If you're interested in taking this work further, I have a one-on-one coaching program that will help you get into the mindset of your dreams. If this episode resonated with you, I highly recommend booking a free discovery call with me. It's an hour on Zoom where we discuss where you are, where you want to be, and we talk about how mindset coaching can help get you there. Check out the link in the show notes to sign up.